but I'm just, you know. Hey, we are in week three of the big switch. We're going to uh, do the last one on Christmas Eve. You don't want to miss that. There, you know, we're here to celebrate the birth of Christ. We're going to begin to kick off. We're going to advertise for the new series, Use the Force. And uh, just to let you know about the force, it is going to be the force of faith. And uh, we may have a surprise visit, you know, from, could be Darth Vader or a stormtrooper. I'm just saying, could happen on Christmas Eve. You never know. You might want to be here for that. But anyway, we are in the theater now. If you go and see any movie in the Marion Cinema, you will see a 30-second commercial. Has anybody been there and saw that? Yay! All right. I already got text people like, I saw your commercial. It's fantastic. So anyway, we're there. And uh, we have a captive audience, and God's going to just use that, I think. And people that are looking for, for truth are going to find it there. So we're excited about that. I want to get started on this week. This is, you know, we've talked about giving gifts. We've talked about, the, you know, like a great gift to give. We talked about memory. We talked about time and being a servant. We talked about those kind of things. Those are awesome. We talked about uh, the one that's worth waiting for and all of that. We, we talked about that. We're talking about now today, it's a gift that's great to give. And you're going to want it or, or one that's not just giving, I'm sorry, but getting. Everybody likes to get stuff. We all do. If we were honest, there's some people like, it's more blessed to just give than receive. We understand that. And, and really, it's easier to give, isn't it, than to receive. But it's really nice to get something really cool. My wife supplies me with all the cool things I need as far as like clothes. If I wear anything you like it, she did it. I didn't do it. She did it. You know, so those are kind of cool things. If you go in my office, you'll see little toys and gadgets here and there. She didn't do that. I did. <laughs> but somebody gave me those. But see, to me, they mean something in my life because it was a time I liked this or that or whatever, nostalgia and that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I sometimes getting gifts is just fun. It's just fun to get something that's good. We're going to look in Luke chapter 2. And this is a story. You've all heard about this. We've all talked about it probably at one time or another. It's about Simeon. And it and just continues in the series that we're talking about. And, and Jesus is at the temple for this reason. He's just a baby, but because of Jewish tradition and law, they're, they're taking him there just to do certain ceremonies that are required by the law that they want them to do, or their, you know, as far as their religion and that kind of thing is going. So turn to your neighbor and say, he's supposed to be there. It's a good time. Thank you for the three of you that said that. Luke 2.25 says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple when the parents brought in the, the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people in Israel. So I want to give you five things that are under the tree that you can get this Christmas. Five gifts under your tree. Here's the first one. Those who look for Jesus will find him. If you're looking for Jesus, you're going to find him. So when we look at Simeon, we're finding that uh, 2,000 years ago, he found Christ. He, you know, all of that happened. Whether you're looking, if we were 2,000 years old, which we're not, but if you're on De True Life Church on a December icy morning that you slid your way into, into church today, you can still find him here this morning. So that word looking is an interesting word. If you look up that word looking, it's not just about casually, I'm going to look over here, or I'm, I'm kind of glance over this. This is talking about I'm looking. 
I'm purposefully looking. I am focused on something I'm looking for. So he's intent. He's, he's got a mindset on what he's looking for. Ladies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're going shopping and you want something and it's a specific style or kind, that's what you're looking for. I can show Kim things that she, I think she's looking for. Mm-mm. It has to be like this. Don't want it like that. It's got to be like this. It's got a chomp. It's got a fru. It's got a this. Those are Kim words, but it's got to have that kind of stuff. But she knows what she's looking for. And when she finds it, she'll go, yep, that's it. And I'll be like, okay, that's not what I was picturing, but that's okay because she knows what that looks like. So it is looking on purpose. Have you ever dropped something and you can't find it? And with your natural vision, you know, like, it's got to be here. Don't you, you know, you, you knew it dropped, you heard it drop, you saw it bounce, and now you can't find it. So in your natural vision, you're looking for something, but you're looking for it on purpose. And there's always that one person that can walk up and go, it's right there. I've been looking there for 10 minutes. But that's very true. We've had experiences. How about where you've passed somebody during this holiday season, looked right at him, but didn't see him. See, girls probably don't do that. Do we do that, guys? I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm, sometimes I'm just focused. I'm like, I'm going in here to get that. I can walk by people. Didn't even know. I know it's people. But I didn't see them, but they were there, and they might be thinking, he didn't even speak to me. I didn't even see you. I just saw people. I'm going to get. See, we do things different at Christmas time, don't we, men? Do I have any men in here? Come on, help me, somebody. When we go shopping, we do it like we're going hunting. We're going to go to the store, get it, bag it, kill it, get out of there. We're going home. Woman goes to the store. She is totally, she's looking, but she's looking and comparing other things. Look at that. Ooh. Hmm. We're just like, we don't, my my mind is, I got to get that one item. So I'm going to say this. What are you looking for? Simeon saw Jesus because he was looking for him. What are you looking for? We see what we look for. I'm going to say it one more time. We see what we look for. If it's positive or negative, you want to find negative, you can find it. You can look for it and find it. If it's positive, you can look for it and find it. You can find whatever you're looking for in most situations. If you're looking for God this morning, I want to tell you, you can find him. Matter of fact, he wants you to find him. We can be in a service today. Two people can be in a service. One can leave and say, man, that was, that was awesome. That, was, that really ministered to me. And another person can be like, I got nothing. Why? Because one was looking and one wasn't. Sometimes we are so consumed with what's going on in our world. How many say amen to that? That we, you know, stuff can be going on around and there can be people having fun. You want to have fun, but you're too much involved in other things. If we're really looking, we can find it. So I started thinking about that. Now they had to go, if you remember the story we read last week, they had to go because a census was being called. So Joseph and Mary, and we talked about Mary being inconvenient and, you know, and all that was time. We talked about timing and waiting. We talked about it was time for the baby. Her nine-month pregnancy had come to pass. She's going to have this kid, okay? That sounds kind of, I didn't mean it the way it sounds. It sounds kind of like, she's going to have this kid. She's going to have the Lord. <laughs> sounds a little more respectful that way. 
But they come to, to the inn and there's no room. And I want, I, you know, so it starts getting me wondering, like, you know, doesn't the innkeeper have compassion? Why, why is there no room? You would almost think that he would say, okay, let me see what I can do. But I'm going to give you some reasons why there's probably no room in the end. First one, just before I even get to the reasons, he wasn't looking. Now listen to me. He's not looking for the Savior. He's not looking for the Messiah. He's all about his business. But here's four reasons why the hotel was booked. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's booked. It's hectic. It's hectic. Everybody was rushing around. I mean, the town's full of strangers. There's people everywhere. Everybody is this and there and here and there and all that. The census was being taken. All that stuff was happening. So everything's alive with strangers. Two more people just blend in. It's like going to the mall and saying, find so-and-so. Have you ever looked at a mall at Christmas time and trying to find one person? It sometimes can get to be tough. It is like the original Where's Waldo. <laughs> I don't know, they went down that way. Okay. So the ends were booked solid. So things are crazy and hectic. And at this time of year, does it feel that way to you sometimes? Go to Walmart. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. You go to Walmart, man. There's just people that's like, mm-hmm. have you ever shopped on Black Friday? Oh, people are so nice on Black Friday. Well, some people are. Uh, there are some, though, that I've been with Kim, and I'm like, the, why do they make aisles that won't fit two carts down? Because on Black Friday, people do not want to get out of your way. I've had people take their cart and go, and just smack mine out of the way, and I'll, I'll be, oh, I'm sorry. And I get myself, you ever get yourself in trouble? I get myself in trouble. Because then I'll answer myself. Oh, I'm sorry, was I in your way? Oh, yes, you were. Oh, I'm so sorry, you go right ahead. And Kim will be like, you can't do that. So I've been behaving, so I've been good. I didn't go with her on Black Friday this time, so that was better probably. <laughs> Sometimes we just are so tired, everything's so hectic, we don't look for Jesus. Here's point number two. It was booked because his mind is on other things. Just so many times like our mind's on other things. We just missed him. We just didn't see it. He might have been in a small detail, but we didn't see it because too many things were happening. We have our minds on the now and, and not the future. Just get me through today. Dear, I, I, how do I get to tomorrow? I just need to get through today. Some people are just, I don't know what I'm going to eat for supper. I just want to eat for lunch. We'll give more on that in just a second. But we're concentrated on what's happening now. That's why the end was, this is what's happening now. This is, the baby's on the way. That's not his concern. This is what's happening now. Can you imagine Mary? Contractions are probably, and I, I'm not a, a, a girl, and thank God. Um, but contractions are probably, you know, they get closer. You know, I, I timed those when we had kids. Kim, we'd time them, and sometimes I remember when they're 15 minutes away. And when they got to be two minutes away, man, that's go time. That's like you got, I remember the doctor saying, when they're this far apart, you better get her to the hospital. Because the baby's coming. You can sit there all day long and say, nope, nope, not going to come right now. That baby is coming right now, pretty soon. So uh, contractions, I mean, she's in a, in, a, in a mode like we need to do something. There were no Lamaze classes back then. Mary, concentrate, get a focal point, look at the donkey. 
There was nothing like that going on. She didn't, you know, she never have, she didn't know what to expect. And if you remember, all of her support system's gone. She is just, it's just her and Joe. Here's number three. They're booked because they'd be put out. There's no room because if the place is packed, she's pregnant, he's got to move somebody. He's got to rearrange some people that are already situated. God's timing is always convenient for you and for me. But let me just say this. If the innkeeper would have known this is the Messiah, she's pregnant with the Christ child, this is Jesus, he'd have made room. See, he didn't know it. But he would have made room then for no other reason, even if it was just any kind of an entrepreneur for marketing strategy. You ever go someplace and they'll say, George Washington slept here. Or go to a restaurant, Jamie Farr ate here. Some of you are like, who's Jamie Farr? He was clinger on MASH. You probably don't remember that. He always dressed like a girl, so it's not a good example. Just saying. But what I'm saying is, there's just, you know, people put that with somebody famous ate here. Here's this, somebody slept here. Somebody, if they would have known, they would have made room. Because if he would have known that, just for marketing, he would have said to his family, tonight we're going to have fun night. We're going to sleep with the animals. Because this guy and girl are going to sleep in the house. It's going to be all right. Because then he could have put on the end, the Son of God was born here. The Messiah was born and slept in this place. There are a lot of places around the world that say, have you gone on vacation, going down there road say vacancy and no vacancy, right? You can have vacancy, sign will be out, and that's awesome. That's great, because if you're looking for a place, if it says no vacancy, that means there's no room in the inn. They're full. It can be six or eight o'clock at night, vacancy. Duh. Yes, yes. It can be 11 o'clock, no vacancy. Is it because they're full? It's not because they're full. It's because mom and dad want to go to bed and they don't have a 24-hour staff to take care of whoever's going to come in from 11 on. They just want to go sleep. You understand what I'm saying? There's just, I don't want to have to deal with this now. I just want to go to bed. If you came, you should have came during that time. wonder if we ever do that to God. God, if you need to be with me, there's a certain time you can come, but after that time, I think I'm just going to be too tired. I'm going to be in bed. I think we've all done that to Jesus at a time or two. Here's number four. No expectations. See, Simeon expected to see Jesus. He looked for him. At Bethlehem, there's no expectation. We both know people that their expectors expired. They just expect, if they expect anything, it's the worst. They don't expect anything good. It's just the worst. It's just whatever's bad. And they get just what they expect, nothing. I don't expect anything good will happen from this. And then when it doesn't happen, you know, they, you get what you have faith for, amen? Kind of, uh, when I grew up, there was a show called Hogan's Heroes. Anybody watch that? Remember Schultz? I see nothing. I know nothing. His expectors expired. There's a story of a guy that found the world's largest diamond, found the largest diamond, and man, 
he was all excited, so he had to send it someplace. So he hired four armed guards, and they put it in a big metal case, and they took it to where he had to send it. And they got it there, and they opened up this case expecting to see this diamond. And what they, the diamond, they said, was the size of a lemon. That's a huge diamond. And they, they, it was just all they had was this big block of coal, big lump of coal in there. And that didn't mean that they weren't good and Santa left them that. I'm talking about a diamond now. And so they're like, what's this? I thought it was a diamond. So they sent it to the other destination inside the city by parcel post, just UPS. Sent it. And when they got it, it came in an ordinary package. And the diamond was inside. Kind of like Jesus, isn't it? He came in an ordinary package. You think if the Son of God was going to come, he would come with all of this fanfare and people bomb, bomb, you know. And here he comes. It's Jesus. He's coming. But he came where nobody seemed to understand or even, unless they were looking for him, would know what was really inside. An ordinary package. How significant. You see, you've got to be looking for him. On this Christmas, December, you need to be looking for him. You're going to find him if you look for him. That's the good news. I don't know of anybody that's looking for him that I know of that was looking for God and didn't find him. Now, if I was to turn up the lights, we don't need to do that here, and I was to turn them up and I would say, listen, I want you to look for something that's red in the room. I turned up the lights We'd all see somebody, if we had anything red on, we'd, somebody said, well, this is kind of red, the chairs are kind of red. Or if I said something green, or whatever color we picked, gold, whatever, you'd go, oh, and you would start seeing it everywhere. Now, my point is this, the reason you're seeing it is because you're looking for it. You ever bought a car, didn't even really notice cars that are like your car till you bought a car, and then you see all of them that are around town that are like your car? Because you weren't looking before. There's two lessons on looking. Believing is seeing, not seeing is believing. Simeon started looking through eyes of faith. There's two kinds of people in the world. I've got to see it to believe it, people. They're fact people. Facts are important, but they won't believe anything until they see the facts. And then there's the other person that says, I've got to believe it to see it. Those are faith people. They'll go by faith, and the facts will produce themselves. They believed it all along. They didn't need the facts to prove it. Here's the second point of a lesson on looking, keep looking and expecting. Don't be led by your emotions. What I liked about Simeon is this. He kept looking even though he was discouraged. Have you ever got discouraged? I know I have. 400 years, there had been no prophecies concerning the coming of the Messiah. There had been 400 years of silence. And Simeon kept saying, I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him before I die. I don't care what I'm going to see him. There are going to be people saying, you know, it's not going to happen. We've not heard anything. I'm going to see him before I die. He didn't grow weary in well-doing. If anything I could learn, I'm like, God, even though I don't see the things I want to see all the time, I'm going to believe by faith that they are still working. They are still what I can't see. You are already doing. And so because of that, God, I'm believing. So let's jump back to our five things. Number two, you've got to have the mind of Christ. 
How many have you ever heard this uh, old timer might say, or somebody's been in church, I know in my knower. You know, all that means is way down deep, you know something. You know that God moved or that God did something, or, or even before the answer comes, you know something right now. You, you know, you've already, we could call it discernment, you could call it, you know, revelation knowledge, you can call it one of the gifts of the Spirit, you can call it whatever, but I'm just being practical. Deep down in your knower right now, you're like, I know God did that. Or I know God's going to do this. You see, that assurance came to Simeon because he knew he was going to see the baby. Because the Bible says, we read it, he was revealed that by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit led him there. Have you ever had that kind of assurance? If God ever told you something, you're like, I don't care what it looks like. I'm telling you it's going to be okay. Are you awake today? There's sometimes in your life you're just saying, you know what, I, it might not look good, but God somehow is going to make this work out. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. You can look that up. Some of you this morning are looking. Maybe you said, well, Brett, I haven't found found him yet but i know i know i'm gonna find him today is your moment this time today is your time this place you're about to discover what christmas is really about here's point number three be in the right place at the right time how many believes that god orders your steps simeon came to the right place at the right time according to what we read god led him there And he came in the spirit into the temple, verse 27. If you allow God to lead you, you're going to be at the right place at the right time. Some of you, God has has supernaturally hooked things up, and there's no other way that could have happened except God. See, that's kind of slang, except, except God. But I'm telling you, if God had not done that, I mean, how do you explain all of that? How do you explain how these things just fell together? Because God had intervened. He had ordered you. You got in the right place at the right time. Here's a couple points that will help you. Simeon came with the right perspective. He had his head screwed on right. He knows what he's looking for. He's already heard God. He's already believed God. He's already acting in faith. He's already putting that in practice. But he came with his head screwed on straight. God, give me people with their head screwed on straight. That are just like, life isn't perfect. Life never would be perfect. But God is. So screw your head onto that. I don't know how that sounds, but you should do it. You see, he was in tune with God. Simeon had God in his mind. He had God in his brain. He had God in his person. He's the original head and shoulders. Secondly, he let God lead him there. He came to the right place because that's where he felt he was supposed to be. He knew that it would be fulfilled. He knew he was going to see God. He knew he was going to see his son. He knew it. You come with the right attitude, you come in the right spirit, you come in the right mind, you're going to get in the right place. Today could be the right place for you. You're going to see God. And we know God's omnipresent. He can be anywhere you need him. And we make that choice. Lord, 
we came to church. The Bible says not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You chose because his word says that. I'm, I'm going to be with other believers so that I can get uplifted. I can get encouraged. So that when I go out and face the mission field really starts when you leave these doors. When you go to Walmart and the person takes the last one of the thing that you wanted. Or they take your cart and they bump it. And you have to be not like me and go, i got to behave. So I've had to learn that. That's where the mission field is. Let me just say the chances for rain are much greater where the climate is right. And the atmosphere is ready to cause rain. If believers are all together, the Bible says where two or three are gathered, he's there in the midst. He inhabits the praises of his people. Why wouldn't you want to come here? This church exists for God. Here's three reasons for TLC. TLC is here for God to use. Secondly, the church exists for you and me, each other. We need each other. You need me. I need you. Number three, it exists for the world. So not only is it a life center because we need each other, it's a worship center because we can meet and worship him. It's a redemption center because people can come and they can get, they can get right. They can come to God and say, you know what? He can forgive me. I can get right. I can get forgiven. I can find a new family in the family of God. We got two more points and we'll be out the door, okay? Two more and out the door. Here we go. Here's number four of our five under the tree. Simeon, he personally received Jesus. Can you imagine what he felt like to hold when he knew? This is, this is God. This is God's son, Jesus. This is God in the flesh. I can't even imagine that. I mean, that's just hard to fathom. If we go someplace and there's a big star there, you know, uh, like a celebrity, we, we ever get starstruck? Maybe just me. Every time I see Kim, I get starstruck. Thank you, whoever awed me. <laughs> No, there's a couple times I've, I've got to meet, you know, um, different people in, in ministry that were, you know, that everybody was like, whoa, you know, and you almost are, oh man. I mean, you know, Gary's nationally known now and I'm, you know, if I go to a service there, I'm always sitting first or second row. That's where they'll put me and I've sat right behind Bill Winston, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis and all the, and, you're, and I'm almost like, oh, 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 oh. I want to go, can, can, you, can you talk to them? Tell them to introduce me. Of course, if they did, I'd probably drool and slobber. <laughs> you know, and you might say, they're just, and they are just people, so I'm not, I'm over-exaggerating. But what I'm saying is, that's almost like, could you imagine how it would feel? This is Jesus. Think about Mary. She, she knows this is not Joseph's baby. This is God's baby. When she had to take care of him and had to kiss him and help him. Oh, my goodness. My goal is that every person in this room are going to know Jesus. Every person would find him personally and would find a relationship with him. Not religion with him, but a relationship with him. I want you to all be able to say, my Redeemer lives. Not just, I know Jesus, not because I know pastor who knows Jesus. 
I know, I know my mom and dad who know Jesus. I know my uncle who knows Jesus or this or that or somebody or whatever. But you know him. You know him. You know him and he knows you. I want you personally to know him. Here's number five. Give your neighbor a high five. Freedom awaits you. Colossians 2.10, I love this scripture. says, I am complete in him. In other words, that's what I need. I am complete in him. It's kind of neat because he's not complete. He already is complete. He's not complete in me. He's the complete thing. I am complete in him. He helps complete me. So what are you saying, Brett? I'm saying if you can find him, if you're looking, you will find him if you're looking. And when you do, you're going to find freedom. Freedom from what? Freedom from sin. Freedom from bondage. Freedom from stuff that's been holding you back. When you find him, home base will be covered. The devil has no hold on you. Freedom! You'll almost paint your face blue and go, Freedom! Wow. That was exciting. That was Mel Gibson. Braveheart. How precious is your freedom? Do you want to go another year? If, if there's something holding you back, be free. Be like Simeon. Simeon's like, okay, I'm, this is good now. Because he's an older man and this is the one thing he wanted. What is it that you want? What is it that you need? What is it that you're asking God for? If you're looking, you'll find it because he has the answer. And if you go to God and he's got the answer, you can be free. Simeon says, let thy bondservant depart in peace according to thy word. My eyes have seen my salvation. You do a study on the word salvation. It, it isn't just, we, when we think of salvation, we think it's just being saved. But salvation is all kinds of things. It is just free and prosperity and all kinds of things. I mean, it's just being free on every angle, every avenue you could imagine. Because if God is saving you, he's not saving you just a little bit. He's saving you all. Say amen to that. You see, this is a gift worth getting. It's the best gift of all because this is an eternity-minded gift. This is one, if you're looking for him, what is the best gift you could give your children or your grandchildren or your family? A heritage. We talked about that in week one. Just give them a godly heritage, but it's got to start somewhere. You need to be the one that says, you know what? I want to be like Simeon. I want to be looking for him. If you're looking for answers and you're looking to people for answers, people can let you down. God will never let you down. God can, listen to me now, God can lead you to freedom. He can lead you to what you need. What would finally break Whatever's holding you back. Bow your heads, close your eyes.